This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name's Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello. My name is Derek Combs, and I listen to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Maddie Robson, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. There we go. Right, there we go. Everything's sorted. Um, Yes, obviously, the new segments went down like an absolute house on fire um, last week. No, I'm joking. Everyone enjoyed them. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to crack on with those this week, because obviously... Things didn't exactly go to plans again for the Cumbrians, so um, we're here to, I don't know, give people a bit of light entertainment, I suppose, this week, as opposed to giving a thoroughly diagnostic on a match report for a nil-nil draw, which would be yeah, impossible, <laughs> yeah. as we've tried to do in the past. So, uh, I mean, like you know, no pressure on us, um, and we're just going to enjoy this one, lads, I think. And uh, before I kick things off, I just want to remind everybody out there that... The Blue Army Podcast is always done in association with Target Wrestling. Target Wrestling is the North's number one independent wrestling company. And if you're interested in taking your friends, your mum, your kids, your niece, your nephew, get on your own, it's fine. Uh, you, <laughs> The next show in Carlisle is on the 4th of March. So get yourself down there for those shows. And uh, it'll be great to see you there because I'll be there as well. I promise. I'm always there. I have a great time at those shows. Um, right, I'll kick things off properly, gentlemen. Okay, dope. Oh, it's Maris Housing <laughs> Garden, and welcome back to episode ninety. Six bloody hell, lads. We're getting a bit long in the tooth. I am absolutely mm. buzzing to be joined by you both. That's right. If you haven't guessed it already, it's the two men I like to call the Cumbrian Brain Trust, Liam and Wills. Thanks hey. for joining me again, lads. Thank you very much for coming back on. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, spawn. It's all right. I'll be honest, I'm a bit hungover. Um, so, <laughs> this, in case you couldn't tell from the all right, Mara. I am all right, Mara. Don't yeah. worry about us. Um, we're going we're to get through this. And, uh, I mean, 
there's nothing else I'd rather do on a hangover than debate uh, Carlisle United anyway. So uh, lightweight, that's... honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it. You both know it. You both know it. I can't handle it, can I? I can't handle it, can I? But what I can handle is a good joke. And uh, you know, at this time of the show, that means Aiden Segway, boys. I can still do it. That's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at this time of the show, that means it's time for one thing and one thing only. It's time for the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week. Is he having a laugh? I think he's trying to. It's, it's the Blue it's Army the podcast. Alright, lads. <laughs> this this will either uh, uh, let's just go for it. Alright, well you did well last time, so <laughs> I'm hoping that's how expectations now. Here we go. Here we go. What do you call a rooster? Staring at a pile of letters. Um, what do you call a rooster staring at a pile of letters? A chicken Caesar salad. <laughs> hey! They get better. I think yeah. I feel like I found like a new minimum requirement for the joke of the week, and we're starting to sort of like Didn't have least... one before. <laughs> at least, yeah, yeah. It, it used to be, you know, I've run out of time and anything I'll kind of do. But now, you know, now if I hear a good joke, I, I do genuinely write it down. So I am putting in a little bit more effort. Comment section. Uh, I'm joking. There's no one in the comment section. I don't know why I'm biting. I'm biting at no one. Anyways, lads, let's move on to everybody's new favourite segment. That's right. It's time for the League Two Roundup. With Liam and Wills, what's happening here? What's happening there? It's three, two, round up with Liam and Wills. Who's going first, boys? Um, Liam, do you want to go first? I went first last time. Yeah, I'll start at the bottom then. Um, right, so pretty much what's happened this week is a lot, a lot of draws down at the bottom end of the table. Wimbledon managed to get a draw against Carlisle, which I'm sure we're going to go on to talk about. Uh, Crawley and Crew got a 2-2 draw. Now, Crawley were winning that, then Crew were winning it, ended in a draw. Obviously, the big result, though, at the bottom is Colchester winning against Grimsby. Very big result for Colchester, that, because at, at one point in the season, they looked very, very down and out, but they get a real big, good fight back. They've had a decent January, and it looks like it's come to fruition. It was a decent win against Grimsby, a solid win. Uh, they looked like they deserved it anyways. Hmm. Uh, one of the biggest shocks was um, Rochdale getting a point against Northampton. Now, Northampton obviously fighting for Carlisle over that last automatic promotion place at the minute. Rochdale bottom of the league. It really wasn't an expected one. And now Rochdale were winning that game up until the, I believe, very late on. Yeah, the 88, 89th minute. If you watched my YouTube thing, I actually said that Rochdale won that because I, I only checked it a couple of minutes before it finished. And I just assumed that Rochdale going on to win. Uh, uh, some of the people in the comments have <laughs> been looking like a bit of a tool in that one, pointing out that they didn't actually win. But, uh, but yeah, Northampton did get the point. But Rochdale, you know, they got the lead early and they kept on of it for the vast majority of the game. Anyways, I wish they'd held out. But uh, for my own sake, if not for Carlisle's, just because of that bloody comment on my YouTube. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Rochdale got a good point. Although they are still quite a few points off the bottom. Uh, and that's about it. Wills, do you want to carry on? 
Yes, I mean, you mentioned a few draws and games there against teams at the top of the table. And at the top of the table, nobody in the top five won at the weekend. Um, yeah, okay. So, you know, the point that we got at Wimbledon in that respect, it doesn't look quite as bad. We've not got people gaining ground on us this week other than further down into the playoffs. Uh, Stevenage lost for only the fourth time this season. Um, they played well. They were playing Bradford, who are now kind of coming back and just outside the playoffs. But do you see, um, uh, do you see Matt Darbish's goal in that game? Yeah, I saw what that. An absolute <laughs> like going back <laughs> the years. Crazy. The commentator I, said, "Which they always say." I mean, whenever. yeah. <laughs> How old is he though? Like thirty-seven, uh, thirty-something. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah. I mean, sorry, mate. Carry on. But what a goal that was! Like. Yeah, so anyway, so Stevenage, you know, first defeat in, I think it's like the first home it's first home defeat in 13 games or something like that. Leighton Orient drew, um, you know, they've, they've, they won the last two, but they had been on sticky form before then and they only could pick up a draw. We've got ourselves drawing and, of course, Northampton drawing uh, to Rochdale. Uh, Salford got beat, which is a good a good one for us. Um, they're... On the same on the same games as us, they're like uh, still six points behind, and then below that, then you've got the teams that it's been a good week for Mansfield, Stockport, Bradford, and Doncaster. Um, coming up into the well, um, establishing themselves in the playoffs, so it's still quite tight. But you know, we've gone through this phase where we've got like one point from the last two games. Um, we're not losing a lot of ground. Everyone behind us is still fairly inconsistent. Um, so, you know, so we haven't kind of got to that point of the season yet where someone starts running away with it. It's still pretty tight. But, yes, a few, a few new teams to watch out for, particularly Mansfield, because we've got them on Tuesday. So, you know, that'll be a challenge there on, you know, decent form now. Well, so we've we've got another uh, Tuesday Saturday uh, double headed home. We do, week. yeah. Um, it's a bit weird, you know. Very deja vu. It's only recently just happened with the games. What was it, Barrow and um, Harrogate? Harrogate, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it feels like you know it feels very deja vu. But it's nice to have uh, the boys at home so regularly, just on your doorstep, to be able to go and see and rely on for a bit of uh, mm. entertainment. And hopefully things are going to get better against Manfield on Tuesday. Coming into a bit of form there, though, is a little bit worrying as we're not really fight being able to find each other up front at the moment. Gentlemen, thank you very yeah. much for the league to You're round welcome. up. You always handle it uh, incredibly well. And we always get to find out what was happening here and what was <laughs> happening there. Because it was the league to round up with Wills and Liam. Yay! <laughs> oh, I'm nailing it still. I'm still, I'm going to get through this. <laughs> Uh, I mean, on Carlisle United-related news, uh, because uh, just to sort of give the li- listeners a little bit more context, we're recording this podcast a day earlier than what we'd normally record it, so uh, there'll probably be a little bit more news in the news by now, but we're recording this on a Sunday, so there hasn't been a lot of news coming out that we haven't already 
uh, reported on or touched on in the last podcast. And the reason for that is my wife's birthday uh, is is on the day that we normally record. So I've had a special request put into the gentlemen and they've made mm. room in the schedule uh, for us to move this Sunday recording. Night, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it does mean there might be a little bit less news than there normally is, or maybe just a little bit non-tangentically attached to Carlisle United than yeah. it normally is. That's right, we're going to talk about Jared Rampwaite once again, but he has been <laughs> in the headlines. He has been in the headlines, uh, both on and off the pitch. Uh, firstly, off the pitch, in a very comic way, he was having an interview uh, with um, a journalist that he hasn't really done his research, potentially. Uh, he was having a bit of a jip at Carlisle, uh, the city of Carlisle, namely, and uh, calls it the, the end of the earth. Uh, he was being a bit derogatory uh, towards us and tried it's to get Jared to agree. Well, no, <laughs> and um, he tried to get Jared to agree with him. And uh, Jared shows that he still has a bit of faith. Uh, back where he got his trainee years done, back in his hometown county, and uh, embarrassed the journal. So that was quite fun. He also scored <laughs> two goals in a cup game. Um, lads, he's on fire at the moment, um, and like he's making headlines for for funny reasons. His personality yeah. is getting out there, and uh, the rumours, if to be believed, there's some of the biggest teams in the Premier League are circling like hawks. He's also said in an interview very recently that he'd be more than happy to stay with PSV beyond uh, this season, which obviously would mean a transfer. With Everton, where they are in the league right now, it's great that he's scoring goals and he's, his price tag's only going to go up now. To have a bit of fun, gentlemen, put a price tag on Jared Brampwear. Hey, go on, I'll put you on the spot eh, for a bit Ooh. of fun. <laughs> how, how much do you think the young English talent... I mean... Just in the last four weeks, you'd have to add at least another 12 million. Yeah. <laughs> so, Leo, how much do you reckon a young Jared will set a Liverpool or a Manchester United back this summer if they were so inclined to invest? I think any other club, it's probably between 20 and 25 million. I think if Man United go in, they have a tendency to really overpay for players, don't they? So they might get a 30, 35 million out of them. But a good sort of well-run club like Liverpool or someone like that, you'd expect him to go for around twenty-three million, something like that. Specific. <laughs> no, twenty-three million. He is, he is, he is zoning in. You know, this this might this might come back to us one day in the future. We never know how much. Well, how much do you think yeah. a young Jared Brandwaite would cost? Is he in the right ballpark for you? Well, I was going to say 30, so I'm a bit above him. But um, mm. you know, Liam's got a lot more reasoned. You know, um, he's, he's given us a lot more reasons why he's picked up. <clears throat> he's got a bit more knowledge, I guess, about like what transfer, what similar players have gone for. I just plucked, uh, plucked a number out of thin air. Yeah, I mean, I'd land somewhere between that and that. So, what are you going to say? Nothing. I thought I heard something. I thought I heard something. It might have just been a sneeze or something. I do apologize. Um, <laughs> But yeah, in other Carlisle United-related news, there's some young youth prospects that have gone out on loan and Kai Nugent has made his way to Workington Reds on one of those uh, youth academy loan deals where he's still going to be training with the club uh, pretty much day in, day out, but he'll be going to play for Workington on the weekends. And a lad called Dan Hill has got a loan move to Cleeton Moore Celtics. Uh, so those two lads getting in a bit of first-team football, um, 
at this stage of the career. I think it's quite nice to point out as well that Workington Reds are pushing towards promotion in the Northern Premier and it would be nice to sort of see them be able to push their way into a higher division and it'll be a great experience for Kai Newton to be a part of that. Not only that, Max Gillespie is a part of Annan's promotion push at the moment. Peter Murphy was interviewed very recently about the development of Max Gillespie and had nothing but a glowing report for the 19-year-old who's uh, so far just on his first year pro deal at Carlisle United. And uh, I mean, it seems like a loan deal that's really got to pull off. I feel like having Owen Moxon coming over to League Two and doing so well with Carlisle United will kind of give you a little bit of faith if Max Gillespie comes back into the team and gets given a first-team opportunity. Wouldn't you say, Wills, you'd have a bit more faith in Max now? And uh, maybe my comments have been a bit harsh in the past about the level of uh, Amon. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Owen Moxon's come from there and, you know, we can see what a good player he is. Um, so hopefully they're, you know, you know, whatever was good for Moxon is going to be, you know, the good place to send players out to. They're a well, uh, they're a well-run club and they can be quite competitive, I guess. So um, hopefully, you know, we'll kind of develop more of a relationship with Peter Murphy's side. Yeah, um, in other news, there's been Ben Barkley uh, just in the last hour. Unfortunately, a bit of clarity on the injury. Uh, he's going to be out for the next two weeks. And uh, Liam, he just seems to have a bit of an unlucky turn at the moment, not being able to stay fit. But it, it, it's different injuries. It's his calf this time. Yeah, maybe he's just going to be one of those players. Maybe it's just a freak coincidence. I don't know. Because um, he, he looks a good player when he comes in. But it's worth mentioning as well that he's not our player. You know, he's only on loan. So if he's going to get these sort of injuries... You know, he's not here for the long term. You wouldn't have thought so. These injuries are very, very costly towards us, and it's costly towards his time here. Uh, two weeks, you know, we're closing in on the end of the season. Uh, if he's going to sort of cement his place in the team and try and get, you know, sign on a permanent at the end of the season, he needs to sort of do it now. Uh, it's it's disappointing, but we've got perfectly good cover at centre back where he would play, and we've got perfectly good cover at right back where he was going to play because I think Jack Ellis is meant to be coming back soon as well. Uh, plus Joel Senior was back in the starting eleven, so I don't know with with uh, Ben Barkley because he he looks decent and then he gets injured all the time. He's one of them players. He's, he's like a Jamie Devitt sort of thing, but at the back, I hope he can stay fit. But you know, he, he probably won't play regardless of his fitness come towards the end of the season with Joel Senior and uh, Jack Ellis coming back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like he was kind of forced out to right back, wasn't he? Even just to, to get a couple of minutes in the first place. Obviously, starting the season as more of a centre back option, and then some more. You don't want to disturb that back three right now, and and uh, I mean, at least that's solid, you know, for us. And it doesn't seem to be, you know, knock on wood, anything in terms of injuries affecting that back three. Uh, but even still. Ben Barkley was a decent choice that came through. I like Ben Barkley, and. Um, I, I I think he's got potential. I do. I do think he's got potential. But right now, when a team does really well, you you don't change them. So it doesn't matter how good you are. Sometimes you're just never going to get an opportunity. And uh, I mean, that's when you see diamonds in the rough sort of come through. Obviously, the classic example of that is uh, Glenn Murray, who couldn't get a start under Simo when we had Hawley and Homer. 
uh, and Bridges playing. And then look how he kicked on when eventually he found a way to get some minutes and on the pitch. It's just a matter of when you've got a winning team, the opportunities aren't necessarily going to come. Unfortunately, gentlemen, yeah. shall we play a game? Oh, can then, let's see. <laughs> yeah, let's play a game. Let's play True Blue or oh. Out of the Blue. That's why I've renamed <laughs> okay. it. That's, I'm about it That's right. It's, it's time for True Blue or Out of the Blue. That's right. When Carlisle have a bit of a shit game, uh, we have to improvise a few minutes here and there in terms of uh, content for the show. So uh, this is one of the fun games that we've came up with uh, this time, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. The players are from the 90s. I felt like that might make it a little bit easier for the pair of you rather than taking right. it all the way back to the 70s and 80s. And yeah. to, Still before least... I was born. But... Yeah, but you know, it's, <laughs> we're getting closer for you. We're getting closer for you. It's not completely untangible. But yeah, you know, some of them are red herons and some of them are just names that i've completely made up gentlemen let's get ready and play true blue or not a blue (laughs) off we go right the first name that i have for you is peter valentine valentine's day coming up soon obviously peter valentine or valentine Valentine. All Peter. Right. Valentine. Um I uh, think that's real. I'm gonna say well, I think it's are, are we doing it? Are we no, this one is the game you played together, this one. This okay, one yeah, game we'll you, go you know, Will Will, you were alive. What? Oh no, period, but so I, mean, I will I take you remember. <laughs> I think we should go with what you've done now. <laughs> he spoke first. I think he does exist. Real. I don't know if he plays for Carlisle. True real. blue. True blue. True blue. I was saying true blue, and it was a good shout because it is a true blue. Peter Valentine was a defender that played for Carlisle during the 1993-1994 season. Peter Valentine is a true blue. Well done, gentlemen. The next one on the list, Ted Bowman. Teddy Bowman. Theodore Bowman. Ted Bowman. What? He's called Theodore. <laughs> Well, it's Ted, you know, Ted Bowman, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty much how everyone kind of knew him. I feel like it's throwing it's a curve. It's the 90s, isn't it? It's the 90s. Yeah. It's the 90s, you know what I mean? It's Ted, isn't it? It, wasn't, it wouldn't be Theodore. You'd write Ted down in the 90s. I don't believe day. people are actually called Ted. <laughs> I don't think they exist. They're Edward, aren't they? That would make more sense. <laughs> and apparently, this is, apparently this is Theodore, though. Oh, right, I mean, okay. But we don't know if he's just kind of bluffing us with made-up well, names. That's like, a chipmunk, a, isn't it? A real player, but he's made up the Theodore <laughs> bit. We don't know. <laughs> Never know. I'll uh, go with your judgment on this one. I, what oh, do we yeah. think? Um, I think real. Oh, Will's going wheel. And it's not. Oh, no, that's no. the first time I've caught you off guard. I think that's why I was so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time. No, Ted, Ted Bowman. You threw us uh, off with Fido. Completely out of the blue. Yeah, I had to. I had, to, I had, to, I had to sneak one in. Yeah. Yeah, completely out of the blue. I made I made him up. Does not exist. Uh, the next one, uh, gentlemen, uh, true blue or uh, out of the blue, Simon Kennedy. Simon Kennedy. Did he ever play for Carlisle United during the 90s? Simon Kennedy. Well, there's been 
Uh, there's Jason Kennedy. It's a common enough sounding name. Kennedy, Simon Kennedy. Um, there's definitely someone called Simon Kennedy. It's just whether he played for Carlisle or not. So someone in the world called Simon yeah, Kennedy. You would imagine. <laughs> or is he just kind of like mixing together? Jason Kennedy and Simon Grand. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he, he did the same with Tom Bowman, didn't he? Because yeah. Bowman's sort of striker we've been talking about in the past. Um, I think no. Anyway. Yeah, no. We're going with not a blue. We're going with completely out the blue. And Simon Kennedy is a completely made up footballer. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he is not a true blue. Right then, gentlemen, the last one left. Uh-huh. Stephen Skinner. Well, he's real. Yeah. Stephen Skinner is Stephen Skinner was a striker uh, for the Blues. Uh, gentlemen, thanks very much for playing. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Let's get on with the rest of the podcast. Bring out a phone again. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, need, we need to push well. on for four get, next week. You'll get a clean slate eventually. You'll get a clean <laughs> slate eventually. Don't worry. And don't, don't, don't forget, it's not your last time to feel like a winner here on the podcast. We've still got Guessing the Player coming up oh, right. Uh, right at the end. Every Everyone's new favourite theme tune. Well, mine. It's been edited slightly just so it doesn't last quite as long as it did last week. <laughs> but, uh, gentlemen, we'll move on to the match report uh, for Carlisle United's game. That we played on the weekend against Wimbledon, the nil-nil draw. And as I always do here on the Blue Army podcast, before we dive into the match report, I'll give you the Carlisle United starting lineup for the game, which featured Thomas Hoyley and Nets, Joel Senior, Morgan Feeney, Paul Huntington, John Mellish and Jack Armour across the back line with... John Mo- I always call him John Moxley then again. <laughs> John Moxley, Callum Guy, Jordan Gibson, Christian Dennis and Joe Garner were your front facing two. Now, obviously, that was the big change on the day. It was something that I kind of suggested, but not necessarily in this system. Gentlemen, was it a bit of a surprise for you to, to see this fruition come slightly true? Um, yeah, I texted you about it, didn't I? Like, <laughs> when as soon as I saw it, just because we've been talking about it being quite unlikely. Um, and you know, m- you know maybe Simo's been listening and thought, I'll show them. Well, <laughs> 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 that was the thing, you know, I obviously had a different idea with the way that the shape was. And, um, I mean, Liam, do you think that's this affected the way that Carlisle played in the first half? Yes, I, th- I think it. it, it... I, I just don't think they can play together. I said it last week, and ultimately I've been proved right. But uh, I won't well, be too like smug said, about it. Right it's not the right system. Not the right well, system. Well, well, I mean, yeah, you're right. I think Jordan Gibson sort of played that though, that sort of winger role that you were on about at times. But I just don't. I don't think they can play together because I don't think there's enough pace in it. And but at the same time, even when Amari Patrick and Kamani Gordon both came on, I don't think really much changed too much. So maybe it wasn't that that was the problem, but I just didn't think there was enough pace in it at all. Like, they're both two very, very good players. And and Paul Simpson seems to have this mindset, and he has, he has, he's done it all season, where he wants one fast striker, one, I, I, you know, one slow striker. That's not what the slow striker is for. He's not there to be slow, but, you know, that you know what, I'm, what I mean. <laughs> yeah. They need that one sort of finisher, that one kind of pace merchant. Uh, 
and the 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 time he tried to switch it up, it obviously didn't work magnificently. And I, I he's tried it. I hope he doesn't try it again. <laughs> but that's that's just my <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, I've, I you know I, I feel like there is there is there is still room for improvement with going for those two. There's ways to change the formation, but like well, I covered that a lot last week. So we'll dive into kind of how we really felt about the match because mm. in terms of shots. There was a lot of them, you know, 22 in total for the whole game, 12 on our side and 10 on their side. We hit the target five times. Um, perhaps you could say the best opportunity fell to Callum Guy on that half volley just outside the area. You know, he always gets that chance, but at the moment he's going through just a little bit of a drought. I mean, you can call it a little bit of a drought compared <laughs> to the drought he was suffering uh, before his entire career, so like compared to that, this isn't a drought, you know. Like, so don't. I'm not too worried about it. I think that 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 you know that that resource will start tapping back in again, lads. Mm. The stats do suggest that we were playing okay. The football wasn't too bad. It was an open game. It was a competitive game. Um. The result, a draw, yeah, it is disappointing, but the performance wills. Was the performance disappointing for you? Um, I, just from listening on the radio, I feel like we, it sounded like we played well and, you know, went through phases where we had them on the ropes and were creating good chances in quick succession. Um, just from the, you know, the tone of voice of the commentator you know the commentary team on Radio Cumbria. You can you can tell that things are going our way. We're building up to, and you know, at times I, I thought we were going to score, and you know, for the second game running, we've we've huffed and puffed and created chances, maybe, but not really, not really finished them. Maybe maybe just didn't quite have the look. I mean, having watched the highlights, um, you know, their their keeper does pull off a good save from Callum Guy. Um, we have a a couple of chances from corners as well that come very close to to getting something from. So yeah, we, did, we 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 always did look threatening, Liam. It is disappointing to get the draw though, ultimately. But the performance, there were still good moments, wasn't there? This isn't the kind of um, you know, throw your hands up in the air. They're not trying hard enough result, is it? No, and I don't think we're going to see one of them kind of results for quite a while with Paul Simpson being manager but I think maybe a draw was a fair result I think if any team was going to edge it it'd be us but apart from really the Callum Guy efforts that you're on about we didn't really trouble the keeper too much you know their their goalkeeper got man of the match but I don't think we really created too many like clear-cut chances there was one right at the very end with Morgan Feeney header from a corner but I think it's less a sort of game where you think, oh, they've somehow hung on and more you say, oh, they've defended well, they deserve a draw, which is what I think the, the truth probably is. Um, I think a draw is yeah. probably a fair result. And away from home, you can't really complain too much about it. It yeah. wasn't an awful result. It wasn't an awful performance, I mean, but I've definitely seen better from us this season. I've definitely seen better from us in the last couple of weeks. You know, you think of Barra, but, you know, it's 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 a point on the road. It's, it's difficult to complain. Them results are going to happen. And Wimbledon have yeah. been on decent form recently as well. And, you know, listening to what their manager said, um, he referenced the fact that we were the division's highest scorers. 
Um, yeah. You know, we're, we're in those automatic places now and we've got stats like our goal scoring stats and Christian Dennis. And it, 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 it is maybe the teams will kind of like try and set up more to stop us scoring now. Um, you know, Harrogate certainly did that. They came for the nil-nil draw and got more. Um, you know, you know, we we go to Wimbledon and maybe they, you know, maybe they're kind of like using a bit more sort of like a defensive, a, you know, defensive impetus to try and kind of like keep the division's top scorers out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, so for me, the whole debate about having Garner and <clears throat> Dennis playing up front, obviously you're talking about pace. When you could looking at it from Paul Simpson's point of view, notoriously since his time at Carly United, Paul Simpson has tried to consistently play his strongest starting eleven, and that that doesn't really regard sort of like pace or age or uh, experience in a certain position. He'll try Ben Barkley at right back, and if he feels like he's doing a better job at Joel Senior, he'll carry on playing at right back, which we've seen evidence of. Mm. In the past, so Paul Simpson will always put out his strongest starting eleven. So I think we are going to see Garner and Dennis play again up front because, arguably, I mean Dennis is the number one striker in the club based yeah. on this season stats alone. But Garner's the second best striker at the club, arguably. You know, based on his experience and what he's been able to do here. In the past, or, or Liam, do you, do you rank do you rank our four strikers, five strikers? I mean, six strikers. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a mental <laughs> amount. It's the combination to you that's kind of bothering you. But I think what Paul Simpson is trying to do is play his strongest start at eleven. Do you see where I'm coming from there? So, do you put Garner above Patrick? I would, yeah. Uh, if 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 you if you're literally going man versus man, who's the better player? I'd say Joe Garner's a better player than Amari Patrick. I think maybe I, 10 years ago, you'd be right. I think Simpson's trying to balance the strikers he's got because he knows he's got four good strikers in, yeah. in, in Ghana, Dennis, Patrick and Gordon. And, you know, he wants to get the best out of all of them because, we, you know, we're kind of probably going to need that in a run-in as well. And, you, you know, you don't get the best out of players by just having them on the bench in reserve, you kind of have to... So maybe he's kind of like, you know, making sure that he's he's giving them all game time he's, and, and potentially trying different things, but maybe he's got the confidence that we've got the quality up front that he can try mixing it around and it won't adversely affect things. Um, I didn't like, you know, I, I could only listen to the match on the radio, so I can't really comment on how... The Dennis Garner partnership worked versus a Patrick Gordon partnership, but um, you know it seemed like we were creating chances. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do think we're going to see these two again. But Liam, going back to, do you think Patrick and Garner? Who do you think is the best striker there? Probably Patrick. To be honest, I, I like Garner. I do like Garner, but it, it's worth noting that he has only scored one goal, and that was against Barra. And I'm pretty sure either of us three could have scored against Barra on that day. Uh, so. <laughs> it's also it's also worth noting that Amari Patrick's only scored one goal this season against two. Barra as well. So he's <laughs> got two against Hartlepool. Yeah, so he's got oh, three. Yeah. <laughs> this year, this year, this oh, year. year. Oh, this we're, we're, year. We're, we're moving the goalposts a little bit here. But, uh... <laughs> and as well, Amari Patrick's a lot younger as well yeah. so I think he might have a sort of longer term future 
at Carlo. I just, no. It's 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 a very very close one, and you can even throw, you can even throw uh, Gordon in there as well because he's been. You can throw Edbo in there as well. I mean, he's a different yeah, type of striker. Back, yeah. you know I mean, he's the best target man at the club. You would say, say Ryan Edmondson's the best target man at the club. Yeah, I mean, he's only yeah. not included because of injury, but you know, another yeah. good striker we've got there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's a juicy debate. It's a nice debate, and when you draw nil nil, it's worth talking about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can we all just agree Dennis is top five quite some distance? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll agree on that. I'll definitely agree on that. Uh, but something I didn't necessarily agree with the fact that Paul Simpson only used two of his substitutions uh, against Wimbledon. He only decided to swap his front two around, bringing Patrick and Gordon on for Ghana and Dennis uh, at different stages of the game. And it doesn't necessarily fill the rest of those players on the bench with much faith. And, uh, I mean, those players I'm talking about are players that would have been relied on in the past, like Devert, um, McAlmont's never really got much of a chance since coming in and uh, I mean less and less chances seem to be appearing for Whelan lads should some of those lads be getting worried now um, I don't think so um, I think Simpson will will get use out of those players um, he's, he's obviously changed his two strikers which was something you probably it, it feels like we can expect him to do that in most games now Um like, like I said, like going into that kind of like halfway through the second half when teams tend to make substitutions, it was a spell where it sounded like we were well on top. So I can understand him maybe kind of deciding against making any changes just because at that time we seemed to be the better team and it seemed maybe like a goal was coming for us. Yeah, um, Liam, obviously we've had this lone player debate in the past and you've had quite a nice uh, point of view in it recently when you've kind of said it doesn't really matter if these lads aren't getting off the bench because they're only on loan here um, and we shouldn't really have to feel too guilty about them. And I think that's right, but it is hard to see Devitt just sit there um, in a game where maybe he could have had an opportunity to come on and make an impact do you just feel like the midfield three were having a good game in the second half and, and Simo just didn't want to disrupt it, maybe? I think it was less the midfield three were having a good game and more the fact that the play you would take Devitt off is probably for Jordan Gibson. And I think he was probably arguably man of the match. Like I think he was playing really well. So I think you you lose a lot of the balance in the midfield if you take Callum Guy off or Owen Moxon off. So you're left then with just saying, we would take Jordan Gibson off, which you couldn't do on that day. I think any other game recently you would probably put Devitt on for that last 15 minutes because he does give you some different Devitt he gives you some different attack and why some of his passing is brilliant he's got a good shot yeah but uh plus from free kicks as well you know he hit the bar against crew didn't he when we absolutely mm-hmm. battered them away yeah. from home but uh yeah it was just difficult one because you know last five minutes you could make a case for maybe taking one of the other sort of more defensive midfielders off and putting an attacker on just going full force but there was no real need for that. Uh, I just think it's less a lack of faith in them players and more just a tactical thing that I don't think any of them would have made much of a real difference. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in Simo, we ultimately trust, but, uh, you know, sometimes I stare the pot, don't I? Um, lads, 
<laughs> it is a little bit easier this week than it was last week to give our Foxes feature man of the match. And uh, Liam, I think you've already given yours away uh, by saying John Gibson there. So, uh, I mean, why don't you go ahead and confirm that? <laughs> I do this every week, don't I? I always give away. Uh, you, had a good, you, had a good little, you had a good little streak going where you didn't do it for a while. Yeah, John Gibson. It, him or Thomas Hawley. But Jordan Gibson, I think, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, for me, it was Owen Moxon. I feel like a lot of the opportunities that were created were kind of coming uh, from him. Uh, obviously, you're saying it was from Gibson. I, f- I think Moxon did a little bit more to impress me personally. Wills, who are you going with for your uh, Foxy's feature man of the match? Uh, Moxon, I agree. Uh, I agree with Liam. Yeah. You, Skelly. <laughs> <laughs> always, always causes problems for me, that. <laughs> yeah. I will have to figure I really out hope the listeners have box. some sympathy for me that I'm like... <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure they do, I'm sure they do. But yeah, boxing was just... Ultimately, um, it just seemed like the uh, the creativity spark for, for most of the second half and uh, indeed in the first half. Yeah, yeah. that's why yeah. that's why he's got Foxy's feature about yeah. the match. Right, anyway, um moving on to Carolina United's next opponents, Mansfield on Tuesday night and Colchester on Saturday night. Lads, we'll do something a little bit different this time around. And Liam, I'll ask for your prediction for the Mansfield game and Wills, I'm gonna ask for your prediction for yeah. the Colchester game. So oh. via the process of dates, Liam, your prediction for the Mansfield game, please. I think they're a good team, but I think we need to get back to winning ways. And I think Simpson will be pushing that. So 2 0, Brunton Park. You love to see it. I have faith. I have faith. I have faith. Wills, <laughs> and what are you saying about the Saturday result against Colchester? Um, are we home? Sorry. We are home yeah. as well, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I think, you know, Colchester are in good form. We were talking about them just before. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a two-one win to us. Okay, and those yeah. <laughs> are locked in now. I'm doing it differently, so I've got it all written down and things. So now we're gonna be able to go back respectively. Look at me putting in more and more effort, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, talking about putting more and more effort in, lads. Before we finish the show, it's time for the newest segment here. On the Blue Army podcast, it's down to rave, boys. That's why like, you know that's why they've been organized in the back room a little bit better as well. So like you know, it's more acceptable for people to be able to see us now. So uh, yeah, maybe maybe we'll let people through the keyhole more and more eventually. Um, but yeah, lads, it's time for everybody's new favourite segment. That's right, it's time for guessing the player Wills, you absolutely oh, yeah. smashed it out the park. Last week, and you've taken. Um, I mean, here's another thing, lads. Yeah. I've been thinking about this. It's important to have uh, a point system, but also when you smash it out the park the way Wills did last week, <laughs> more than just you should just you should get more than just one point, you know. I mean, if I you, presume you, you get more it. points for getting it earlier if that's how these well, things that, normally work. That's what I'm trying to think. And because there's three <laughs> clues, I think if you get it on question one, you should get three points. If you get it on question two, <laughs> You should get two points, and if you get it on question three, you should only get one point. And obviously, we'll just tally it all up at the end of the season, lads, and we'll see yeah. which 
one of you's as one. <laughs> Liam, Liam, you, you know, if, if, if you win one, then, you know, it's yeah. he's got off on a good start. You know, he's got off on a good start. He's really yeah. It, Liam didn't even get a guest, did he not? I no, was, I did. I did. did I you? guessed Ryan Edmondson, didn't I? <laughs> ah, right, yeah. <laughs> you did. You did. And uh, so this week, because Liam got to guest first, and Will is also the current champion, we did decide that Will, you're going to go first. Yeah. This week, so I mean, if you go back to back and six nil up, this could be over very quickly. Uh, yeah, uh, but all the same, uh, I mean, let let the good times roll. Okay. This particular player scored thirty two goals for Carlisle United. Oh, um, guess the player wills. I'm gonna say. It is James Barrett. No, it's not James Barrett. It's a good guess, pretty clever guess. Yeah, I could imagine that. I could definitely imagine that. But no, unfortunately, the miracle uh, doesn't happen. Uh, but Liam, you've got a chance to to go to go, you know, to draw it up right here. Uh, the 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 clue was he scored thirty two goals for Carlisle United. Guess that player, Liam. There's two on my mind. Um, Jabbo. Are you going with Jabbo? Yeah. Jabbo is your first question. Yeah, Jabbo is your first uh, guess. I think he might have uh, scored not, more, though. No. It's not Jabbo. It's not Jabbo. It's oh, not Jabbo. Right. Clue. Second clue, gentlemen. That's right. So, as well as this particular player scoring 32 goals uh, during his time at Carlisle United, this player. Started his career at Middlesbrough, but never made a senior appearance. Uh, Charlie Wyke. And Wills has done it! It's Charlie Wyke! For God's sake. It's Charlie Wyke! Charlie Wyke definitely scored more than 32 goals. It's 32 goals according to Wikipedia. Anyway, um, (laughs) that's right, Wills has smashed it. And we're raving yes. all the way here on God the Live Podcast. Will takes a five-nil lead. My second guess was Peter Liam's, Murphy anyway. Liam's so like Barra. <laughs> no, because oh, Barra actually scored great. one. Um, uh, <laughs> no, Barra didn't score one. We scored one. Oh, yeah, very Born. true, very true. <laughs> oh, boys, I'm loving this game now. I'm loving this game. I'm you not. Too. I mean, like, you'll get that. You know, you'll get that. But, like, me, oh, I mean, you and we have our head-to-heads. Now we're now we're stalemating, aren't we? I'm pretty sure me and you yeah. on, yeah. Our, on our Blue I'm Army TV, on Blue Army podcast one, we're on the quiz and then the football <laughs> manager thing. Yeah, you know, like, you know, you managed to draw it up. I'm sure you'll be all right. There's plenty of football to be played ahead, and there's plenty of guess the player to be there played is. between now and the end of the season. And you know, as you can see. You know, I am trying to keep it in your age range. I am trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I should have got that. I should have definitely got that. But it wasn't too yeah. bad. It wasn't too bad. But yeah, Wills has smashed it. He's taken a five-nil start at the early stages of Guess the Player, gentlemen. It's 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 a great fun game to end things on. And uh, I mean, <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure to have both of you on the podcast once again. I look forward to hopefully having you both on once again next week and uh, there isn't really anything much more else left for us to do here apart from saying bye for now bye for now bye for now
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.